0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have the honor of talking to Mr. Sonny Melendrez and Steph... I was just blown away by everything this man has accomplished. And I don't think we even got through probably half the things he's done in his career.
1: Okay, guys. So he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. He was Billboard Magazine's Radio Personality of the Year multiple times. Yes. He was a voice on the Jetsons and was host on one of the very first TV shows on the Disney Channel.
0: Yes. And man, was he fun to talk to. You
1: guys, he was so much fun that we didn't even want to get off the Zoom call with him.
0: That's true. He was so nice to just keep talking to us that we were able to actually turn this conversation into two episodes.
1: So guys, here's part one of our conversation with Mr. Sunny Melendrez. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And
0: during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery.
1: Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis.
0: However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to...
1: Tell us a good story.
0: This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in Central Ohio.
1: Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome.
0: Steph, this next conversation is going to be a lot of fun.
1: We haven't even started talking to the listeners yet, and I've had so much fun with this guest. Yes. I almost didn't want to stop to start the conversation.
0: And I told you ahead of time, we are going to have a lot of fun. I know I say that a lot with a lot of our guests.
1: But you said this time you mean it.
0: (laughs) No, this time I, I mean, it is completely (laughs) true. (laughs) So, friends, our next guest has literally done it all during his career. This man is an award winning motivational keynote speaker, Hall of Fame radio and TV host, author, and I'm warning you, a man who might be even more positive and enthusiastic than we are. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us Good Story, Mr. Sonny Melendrez.
1: Sonny! I'm so
2: excited! Stephanie and Kevin, oh my goodness. I'm as thrilled as you are, and maybe even more so to be here and honored, I might say. I must tell you, you guys should have a comedy routine because, I mean, you're just so hilarious and so perfectly matched. You know, it's just wonderful.
1: Oh,
0: thank, thank you. Thank you,
1: Sonny. We,
0: we joke, Sonny. This is probably the only thing we can work together only on. Only
1: thing. Can't do anything else. Do it. it doesn't end well. <laughs> it does not oh, end well, Sonny.
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> Before I forget, let me ask you a couple of things. First of all, who does your website? Is this somebody local? You do it. I created that, yes.
1: Oh, He's amazing, God. isn't he?
2: Oh yeah! Thank you. You don't do websites for other people, do you? No, just me. <laughs> just me. So I I love the whole setup. The you know everyone is featured. It's it's so clean. Oh thank on you. On top of that, just your uh, now you got four minutes before the interview. Now you got one minute before the interview. I mean it's unbelievable. You have got your bases covered on everything. It's like you have a full staff of people. And, and you're saying it's just you? It's
0: just me. Yes, Thank man. you. He's wow. amazing. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. That website was almost the death of me about a it year ago was. when I was yes. trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Did you do that
2: before? I mean, is that what you do?
0: No, no, sir. I'm a, I'm a CPA. I'm a finance guy. I've got my MBA. So this was all new to me when we started this 18 months ago. And Thank you. So it's, it's been quite the learning curve for me, just to even
2: learn how to flip and do a website, right?
1: Isn't he amazing? He's amazing.
2: He is incredible. And, yeah. <laughs> see, and see, that's another great thing. See, here you are a wife saying, isn't he amazing? My wife's the same way. We, we compliment each other. We don't cut each other down or, I mean, we do it playfully or whatever, but, but see, that's a sign of a good marriage. Oh, well, thank you.
1: happy anniversary. What 38 years? 38
2: years. How do you know that?
1: My husband does his research and I get to compliment you. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank <laughs> but you. But that's and m- she's a beautiful
2: I showed Steph a picture oh, of you and your my wife, gosh, you Sunny. Too. Thank you. Thank
1: Gorgeous you. couple. Yes. Gorgeous.
2: Inside and out. I'll tell you that.
1: I love
0: that. Well, let's share how we were introduced to you first, because I think this is very, very unique. One of our prior guests, Joe Serio. Joe Serio. We
1: love Joe Serio. Yes.
0: And we've been very blessed with a lot of our guests, Sonny, As soon as we've ended the conversation, they've said, hey, you know, you need to talk to this friend of mine or this friend of mine, Joe Serio, who has experience with the Russian mafia, right? We've had him on actually twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm he sent me a text and said, I've got somebody you need to talk to. And I'm like, okay, sure. And so he sent me your name and I looked you up and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. I remember this man. <laughs> yep. I totally remember this man from you and me kid. And I used to watch that all the time on the Disney channel. Uh-huh. And so he was kind enough to send us an email and you responded back with quote, Kevin, I listened to one of your episodes and must say that you and Steph are a scream. Now, I've never heard that before. I've never been called a scream. And so... We
1: are praying it was, I was good. Like, I think that's pretty good. I think it's a good thing. I think that is a
0: good thing. So
2: <laughs> You may have to look that up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then you graciously accepted our invitation to this conversation. So we're thrilled to be able to connect with you, sir. My pleasure. So the first thing, and of course, I joked about you being such a positive person. We're curious, Sonny. What advice have you given to people? Over this last 18 months, dealing with COVID and loss of jobs. Fear. Yes. Dealing with fear and anxiety. What advice have you given them to stay positive in this world over the past 18 months?
2: Two things. One, we're all here to help each other. And two, this too will pass. Yes. If you want to go all the way back to the history of the world, there have been stuff that's worse than this, and it has passed. And that's how you have to look. You know, the first thing I say every morning as my feet hit the floor when I get out of bed is, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. And if you start with an a attitude of gratitude, as, as trite as that may sound, I'll tell you, you can't go wrong.
0: Well, I love your Facebook and I love your Instagram because it is very positive, very encouraging. The pictures, the memes, everything on there so encouraging. So, of course, Sonny started his radio career stuff in 1964. I'm curious, when did you think, okay, I might be pretty good at this and might want to have a career in in radio and then eventually TV?
2: I want to tell you something. I've been very blessed to have known exactly what I was going to do with my life at the ripe age of 11. Whoa. At 11 years old, I had three dreams. One, I wanted to be on the radio, have my own radio show. Two, I wanted to work for Walt Disney. I would watch the Mickey Mouse Club, the wonderful world of Disney. I wanted to be a part of that fun. And third, I found out at a very early age that I had an uncanny ability, almost an obligation to mimic voices that I heard. But when it really hit me was when I was watching my favorite cartoon show, Yogi Bear.
0: Okay.
2: And I realized that there were people doing those voices. So I started, and that was my first attempt at doing cartoon voices. Hey, 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 I'm Yogi Bear, smarter than the average bear. Yogi, Yogi, we're going to get in trouble with a ranger. Don't worry about a thing, little boo-boo. I got it under control.
1: I was... you would do the impersonation. Oh, that just made my day. That was
0: awesome.
2: (laughs) Ask him what we were talking about earlier.
1: Okay, so Kevin told me that you do the Jetsons. Is that true?
2: Let me give you the the story that leads up to that. Okay, let's go. And and follow me on this. And I apologize if it's, it's a little long, but I think you'll enjoy it. So I didn't want to wait to be on the radio. I didn't want to have to grow up to do that. So I created my own radio show. I had my little recorder and a record player or turntable, and I would play these songs and introduce them just like they did on the radio, and I'd make these little five-minute recordings, and then I'd play them for my friends on the phone one at a time. Now, Kevin and Steph, we didn't exactly have a phone. You see, we lived in the back of my dad's barbershop on the east side of San Antonio. So at night, my dad would give me three dimes, and I would go into the barbershop in the dark sit on the shoe shine stand next to the payphone and dial one friend at a time and play my little recordings. Really, I was podcasting oh,
0: <laughs>
2: with that's the payphone. Amazing. Yeah. So as, as time went on, you know, at, under my pillow, I would have this radio station here in San Antonio. The number one station back then was KTSA. And I would dream to myself one day, that's going to be me one day, one day, So fast forward, I now go to San Antonio College and that's where things really started to to take off because they had a radio station and I had a teacher there. Her name was Jean Longwith who really was the best teacher I ever had. She could spot a broadcaster a mile away and she gave me all the encouragement. She challenged me and taught me to always deliver your best that you can. And if you can't just keep going, keep going until you do. So fast forward a few years, now I go to the UTEP in El Paso and get this. I land my first job working at the number one station on the weekends for a whopping $1.25 an hour. <laughs> what? I'm playing the Beatles, Sonny and Cher. I'm going crazy. And I, I can't believe that they're paying me. That, that was minimum wage. So they were paying me to do that. Six months later, the competition, a little daytime station, calls and says, how would you like a full-time job? $1.50 an hour. (laughs) Well, after about four years, I started getting all these accolades and started getting awards nationally. And one day they call from the radio station in San Antonio asking if I wanted to be the program director and on-air personality. The station under my pillow.
1: Kevin, do you like to help your friends out?
0: It depends. If our friends are asking me to help them move, then no, I absolutely do not like to help my friends out.
1: But what if your friend had a weekly radio show and podcast and just wanted you to tell someone about it?
0: Yes, I could totally do that. That is much easier than me trying to carry a piano down into a basement, which has happened to me in the past, and you know who you are.
1: (laughs) friends we are not asking you to carry a piano for us but if you like what you hear please tell someone about us as soon as this episode is over go tell your spouse your closest friend a parent a co-worker or share one of our posts on social media
0: however if you don't like what you're hearing please do not
1: don't tell anyone don't tell anyone don't tell anybody
0: just disregard this message don't worry about Forget it about us Yep. go on with your merry day
1: but regardless thank you for listening
2: but let me back up a little bit because the summer between the time that I went to high school and college at San Antonio College, there was a big fair here in San Antonio. It was called the Teen Fair of Texas, and they had all these artists for 10 days, and there was one, his name was Bobby V., and I did his voice, and I wanted to meet him, and so I got a job selling lemonade at the concession stand of the Coliseum, so I could go to the press parties because that's the lady who ran the uh, concession stand also ran the press parties with all the food. So she gave me permission to do that. I go there and when I get down into the area where the artists are playing, in fact, Leslie Gore was on stage. It's my party and I cry about it. Yes. So she's on stage. And I'm this 17-year-old kid. I've got my little suit on. I got a recorder. And I got to get backstage. But there's this big bouncer standing next to this lady. So I walk up right next to the bouncer. And I look at him and I say, we got a pretty good crowd here today. He looked down at me like, who are you? And then I recognized the lady. That was Leslie Gore's mother. So I said to him, I said, I'm going to go backstage and get her a chair. And so I went backstage, came out with a chair. Oh, thank you, young man. Now I've been back there. I can go right back, which I did. I get to this room. They've got all this food laid out for the press party, and there's a group. Uh, they build them as Friends of the Beatles. They were an unknown English group, and I'm waiting for Bobby V. I got my recorder, and one of the guys, there were like five of them. One of them says, uh, what's that? And he points to my recorder, and I said, oh, that's to interview the, uh, the different artists. And when I said that, I realized these guys are artists. Why wouldn't I interview them? I felt bad. So I reluctantly pushed record because I didn't want to waste all the tape. And I interviewed them. And I said questions like, how do you like Texas? Hot. Who's your favorite (laughs) Beatle? You know, just stupid questions. It was my first interview ever. So now here comes Bobby V with an entourage I make a beeline for him. I tell him who I am. And I say, can I ask you a few questions? Says, Absolutely. So I'm interviewing Bobby V. And right when we re- start doing that, here comes the real press. All of the DJs and everybody else. Hey, Bobby, you making about a lot of noise. He says to them, hey, guys, hold it down. I'm doing an interview here. I'll be right with you. Unbelievable. No way. So n- needless to say, that was like the highlight of my life up until then. All right. Now, here is the kicker. Those five guys that I interviewed yes. because I was felt bad.
1: Beatles. The Beatles.
2: No. Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. <gasps> what? When people ask me, can you remember your first interview? I said, oh, boy, do I. That was your first interview? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> oh, how were they to interview besides the hot? Like,
2: just <laughs> oh, simple. no, they were just, you know. They were eating hamburgers and just kind of mulling around there. And, and this was their first tour of the U.S. And so I was among the first in America to interview the Rolling Stones. No. Pretty
0: amazing. Yeah. So did they explode then on the scene that summer? Yeah.
2: They had one song in, in England called Not Fade Away. And then after that came all the songs, Satisfaction yes. and I mean, just everything else. And they, they were rivaling the Beatles. And, and look at them now. They just yes. started a new tour. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. Most memorable conversation you've ever had.
2: With
0: like a big star?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, most memorable. Okay. So this leads up to my next dream, which was cartoons. Okay. One day I get a call from an agent while I was on the radio. He says, I've heard you do all those voices. You ever thought about doing cartoon work? I said, are you kidding? Since I was a kid. He says, let me have a sample of your work and let me see what I can do. So two weeks later, he calls. He says, okay, you got your first job. And I remember driving my little 1970 Ford Maverick into the parking lot of the Hanna Barbera Studios, the home of Yogi and Boo Boo. And I was there to do voices for the Jetsons. And I was there with the original cast, it was a second season and now how surreal this would have been. I'm a kid, I'm 11 years old and I'm watching on a black and white TV, the Jetson series. And I'm dreaming about doing those voices. Now I'm there, I'm doing it. And I'm in the room with George, Jane, (laughs) daughter, Judy, Elroy. I mean, and I'm hearing these voices. And inside my skin, I'm going, I can't believe this. this." (laughs) But I have, of course, I'm a professional. I'm being very calm. Now, here's the incredible part. You talk about the the best interview. So the man who was George Jetson's boss, Mr. Spacely, because he worked at the Spacely Sprocket Company. Yes. Well, his name was Mel Blanc, the voice of Bugs Bunny, Sylvester, Tweety, Elmer, all those incredible Warner Brothers cartoon characters, he became my mentor. What? I started these conversations with him little by little. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I was just to talk to him and just to hear his voice. And get this, he was such a giving person, he taught me many of the voices. Would you like to hear some? Please.
1: Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes, yes.
2: Here's Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny... Tweety, Sylvester, and Yosemite Sam. Okay. Be very, very quiet. I'm looking for a little gray rabbit. And when I find a rabbit, I'm going to tell him apart, whim from whim. (laughs) Eh. What's up, Doc? Have you seen a little gray rabbit? Big eyes? Yeah. Big teeth? Yeah. Big smile? Yeah. I ain't seen him. Ain't I a stinker? Er, I tried to tore a putty tat. I did. I did tore a putty (coughs) tat. You bet your floor, putty fun. The putty fun was me. Wow, I'm the wildest. Rudeness, tootness, shootness. Yeah, shit up.
1: There you go. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. That brought me back to when I was little.
0: So, Sonny, do you go around the house? Just making up random voices, or in the shower, you're singing as Daffy Duck or something.
2: How do you do that? <laughs> well, whenever I hear a voice, I think to myself, wow, that's a great voice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. One time, I got a call from a producer who said, we're looking for someone who can do the voice of Jerry Seinfeld. It's an app for the B-movie game, and he can't do it. He's out of the country, so we're needing somebody to do that. And I said, well, It's a lot of people who do Seinfeld. He says, no, no, we we need Jerry screaming. In other words, yelling, because he has to yell these things as the bees flying through New York saying, eat my pollen and stuff like that. And we can't get somebody who sounds like him excited. And I remembered, because I had introduced Jerry at a function, and he did a routine about how your dog doesn't know that you're its owner. All you know is It's that guy, the guy that brings the food. And when you walk in, the dog says, it's that guy. It's that guy. It's that guy. And so I use that as kind of the basis for getting excited. It's that guy. Eat my pollen. Kramer. And that ended up being the voice of the app. That is so good.
0: So two things just come to my mind. One, Sonny, do you have any grandchildren?
2: I do. I've got two.
0: How much fun would he oh, be my as a grandfather? For
2: sure. Oh, oh, we've we've gone there. I've got characters, you know. Mickey shows up and oh, hiya, boys and girls. It's your old pal, Mickey. Here comes, oh, here comes Goofy. Oh gosh, Mickey, I'm so bashful. <laughs> oh, here comes Donald. He woke up on the wrong side of the pond. Hey, out Steph and Kevin, Donald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
2: so good
1: my. So how much fun would he be I would always want you to be my storyteller Like I wouldn't well, want anybody else reading to me
0: I was just thinking If I had this superpower That Sonny has here I would be doing a million prank phone calls Every week <laughs> <laughs> To radio
2: stations To my friends I was to say
1: your friends
2: That's the difference between you and me <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time?
1: Uh, Obviously, You Met Her Where. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to say the Bible.
1: Oh, oops. <laughs> oh.
0: What's your second favorite book of all time?
1: You Met Her Where?
0: A <laughs> distant <laughs> second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, g- pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey?
1: Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com Yes Barnes & Noble Yes And And our website Kevinandstuff.com And what what
0: happens if they buy it off our website? (gasps) What do they get?
1: Uh, An autograph from us Yes Who wouldn't want that?
0: So listeners If you've already read the book Thank you so much We've had such good feedback One thing that helps us If you can give us a review on Amazon.com We would greatly appreciate it Thank you so much And thank you for listening I always like to brag on guests a little bit and do a list of fun facts to share with Steph some of the things that you've gone through and accomplished. And to be honest, this is the most extensive list that I've come across when I've researched one of our guests. So I'm going to have to cut this down. Quite he said honestly. he's like,
1: I'm going to have to cut. Th- I can't even tell all the fun facts because Sunny has so many. It will many. be
0: a three-hour conversation, Stuff. If I go through everything this man has done. I mean, I was going through this, Sonny, I'm like, crap, the only thing he hasn't done is like cured cancer or COVID-19, it seems like, in his career. So Sonny began his career as a broadcaster age 19, like we talked about while attending the University of Texas at El Paso. Gained national recognition when he was named... Billboard Magazine's National Radio Personality of the Year twice. This isn't like some local thing. National Radio Personality of the Year for Billboard Magazine.
1: How was that when they announced your name? Were you just like, I can't believe this is happening? Did you know you were up for the award or did they just like announce it?
0: And he was still, he was incredibly young in his career too when that happened.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was just incredible. And because you would go to Los Angeles for the big awards ceremony. And that was just, I mean, unbelievable because they're the, the greatest names in radio, the greatest voices, and that's where I wanted to be. And sure enough, that's where I ended up. Wow.
0: That's incredible. Sonny is entertained on some of America's greatest radio stations in LA and San Antonio and was tapped to host the Disney Channel's premier children's television series, You and Me Kid. That's the one I referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. The award-winning children's television series premiered on the Disney Channel at launch. On April 18th, 1983, the series lasted 130 episodes and reruns continued until September 29th,
2: 1991.
0: Wow. So you were like the first children's show on the Disney Channel.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was actually the second male host on the Disney Channel. You know who the first one was? Walt Disney. Mickey Mouse. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The host of hosts. (laughs) What a great trivia question. Yes,
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: So how did you get
0: that gig then as a host on the Disney Channel?
2: So the Disney Channel launched, as you said, in 1983. They started working on it in 1980, and that's when I got wind of it. And again, I always say sometimes opportunity taps on your window. Sometimes it knocks. And sometimes it drives by the front of your house, and you don't even see it. You got to go out and wave it down. And what I mean by that is you have to make your own opportunities. So when I've heard that there was going to be a Disney channel, I knew, I said, I've got to be a host on this channel. So I created my own show. It was called Saturday in the Park. I would have 20 kids who would follow me around through parks across the country, amusement parks, Jellystone, Yellowstone Park, and all these different places. And we'd have the guest stars in different parts of the park. And it would be educational and a lot of fun. So I got my agent to get me in front of what they call the suits, okay, which is three men and a woman. And I remember <laughs> you talk about nervous driving onto the Buena Vista studios in Burbank. And there I am in front of these three guys and this lady, they're all dressed up. And they said, okay, Sonny Melendres, what do you got? And so I launched into this whole idea of Saturday in the park and I'm doing gyrations and I'm moving around we do this and everything. And while I'm doing that, the woman looks over at one of the guys and does this. She goes, and I think to myself, Oh, great. They're making fun of me, but I just kept going, kept going. And when I finished up, I expected them to say, don't call us. We'll call you. But this is what they said. Sonny, it's a nice idea. It's not what we're looking for. However, With your enthusiasm, we think you'd be perfect for a show called You and Me, Kid. Would you be interested? And that's how it happened.
0: Wow. Wow. So I remember that show when I was a kid.
1: He's been singing the song, just so you know.
0: That theme song, Sonny, is is just ingrained in my head from my childhood. you and
2: me, kid. Yes, that's exactly it.
0: And this show was about you walking parents and their children through a list of activities or exercises or whatever you and me kid it was you with your parent going through something and my parents would never play along sonny i'm not gonna lie
2: (laughs) no oh
0: it was just me exercising by myself with you and you and the cast there
2: if we ever if we ever meet in person i'll do a segment with you and, and steph how's that it his dream and... <laughs> come true. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Lifetime memory, babe. It's happening.
0: But yes, I remember that show very distinctly. So, of course, it was an award-winning television series. So, Sonny also received a Grammy nomination for his creation of the children's version of the worldwide anthem, We Are the World, in 1985, which benefited Africa. And there was like 1,500 kids that oh, you auditioned, that auditioned for that. that.
2: Again, this is one of those gifts, and you have to watch out for this. See, that's the exciting thing about waking up every day and not knowing what incredible life-changing thing might happen. So at the time, I was on a radio station. It was Magic 106 in L.A. I did the afternoon show. So at the time, it was 1985. Number one song in the world was We Are the World. Yes. That had all the big stars, everybody you could think of. And I woke up, it was 7.30, my alarm clock went off and my radio uh, alarm clock went off. And I remember hearing a child singing, we are the world, we are the children. And I thought to myself, oh, children singing, we are the world, why didn't I think of that? Oh, what a great idea. And then as I listened further, I realized that the child singing was actually Michael Jackson (laughs) and I was listening to the original. So that afternoon- I shared with my listeners the idea of doing a children's version of We Are the World. Well, you can imagine, in Los Angeles, you ask parents or oh, kids, "Would you like to be a part yes. of this?" Yes, they came out of the woodworks. We I had 1,500 kids, and you can imagine the talent. And we had to pick 50 of them, which we did, and and then we started rehearsing them. And unlike American Idol, every time they auditioned, the judges would stand up and applaud them. They got a certificate. They got a T-shirt. It was just a, a wonderful experience for them, regardless of whether they were going to be in the final cut or not. And then we started getting calls from different child stars like Alfonso Ribeiro, Fresh, Fresh Prince of bel of Bel-Air. Bel-Air. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Danny Pintaro, who's the boss. Even Drew Barrymore. And she had just done um, Uh E.T. And she was like 11 years old at the time. And she came and she was sang on it. And so we recorded at a studio that Michael Jackson recorded at. And we shot the whole thing. And I kept in the back of my mind thinking about the other 1,450 kids who didn't make it. So we decided to make half of the video in the studio and the other half at Griffith Park and all 1,500 kids, if you can imagine, and you can watch the video. If you go to sunnyradio.com, you can watch this video. It's, it's really the project that I'm, I'm most proud of in my career. It's just phenomenal. You see these kids coming over the horizon, and I mean, there's one after another, and now there's 1,500 kids, and many of them are in their garb from different countries. I mean, they were the children of the world. And after we recorded all that, we had to, because this was a record, a 45 record that was going to sell and the money would go to USA for Africa, as you mentioned. So we had to make a flip side. And there was a song I'd heard from two Australian singers called Care for Kids. It needed a beginning where there's a male and a female singing the first line of the song, Care for Kids. And so they asked me, they said, would you sing it with one of the kids? And I said, "Are you kidding? I'd love to." So they picked one of these little kids, and her name was Stacy Ferguson. She was seven years old, and we sang together, and then, then the chorus with the rest of the kids, etc. Well, Stacy Ferguson grew up to be
1: Fergie. Oh, oh
2: my God. So another first. I was the first duet with Fergie. <laughs> oh,
0: well, you're my- hitting me here. I'm like, and who like, is that? My-
1: As soon as you said Stacey Ferguson, my mouth dropped. Like, oh my gosh. On
0: the list I had seen the original kids. Like you said, Drew Barrymore, Fergie, Alyssa Milano. Oh. From Who's the Boss? Yes.
1: So it was both Alyssa and Danny were both on it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah
0: real quick how are you on time sonny
2: i'm fine i'm worried about you guys no no we're good
1: we're we good we
2: have child care right now this
1: is amazing so
2: we are just like loving it loving life right this now this is fantastic <laughs> we have child care <laughs> we've made it to the big time we're so good <laughs> <laughs> just keep going we're good
1: right you can keep going
0: friends we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this whether it's on the apple podcast app iHeartRadio, spotify or one of the other platforms
1: it's completely free you guys this helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff
0: if you haven't already we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on apple podcast we need as many as we possibly can even if it's just one sentence
1: thank you for listening you guys and sharing us with your friends